Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSez. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, June 23rd. My name is Kramer, and this is the Kramer Says Podcast. We've got big news. Big news happened at the Supreme Court today. By the way, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, we've got big news that happened. I'm so excited. I didn't even want to be kind or, or gracious. I just wanted to get right to the news. We have breaking news. The Supreme Court strikes down New York's concealed carry restrictions. Now, the way that their law worked was that you had to prove that you needed a gun to be able to carry it in the state of New York. Now, think about that. The Constitution doesn't say anything about needing it. It just says you have the right to carry it. It doesn't say that you had to prove anything. In fact, there's one word on this one amendment that is very clear that says, do not fuck with this bill. Do not fuck with this amendment. Do not fuck with gun rights. It's, the word is infringed. Shall not be infringed. Not may not. Not, well, might not. Shall not. Legally, that means don't do this. Don't do it ever. You don't have the right. And you see, here's the thing about the Second Amendment. This is what really irks me when people don't understand the, the dynamics of what this is. The Second Amendment is a God-given right. They can't take it away from you. Just like your free speech. They cannot take it away from you legally. They can try, but they can't do it legally. Because it's it's a God-given right. And if you don't believe in God and you're an atheist, that's fine. The universe gave you these rights. Doesn't matter. You can be an atheist. Your rights are the same regardless. That's why the nation of, that's why America is so great. Is because everybody's equal. Now there's some, there's been some, you know, fight over that over the last few years about, well, the slaves weren't, they are now. Everyone's equal. You have the same ability to fuck up your life as I do. You have the same ability to screw your life up as I do. You also have the same ability to, to make your life the most it can possibly be. Now, for some people, that's going to be awesome. They're going to be great people. But the best that some other people can be will, will never achieve what this person over here has achieved. They say that, well, that's, that's what's not fair, is that, you know, that John over here, that John, he became a success. He became a movie star, and, and, and he's worth millions. Now, now, Jane over here, she wanted to become a movie star as well. Well, that's life. See, they want life to be fair, and it's not going to be fair. It's just not going to be fair. So what they try to do is they try to legislate. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. That every law that you know of on the books was based on the wants and needs of a Karen. A Karen of some sort. We'll discuss that here in a minute. Let's get back to the Second Amendment. In a 6-3 um, decision, down party lines... The Supreme Court strikes down a New York gun control law that required people to show proper cause, meaning that you had to show, I fear for my life. I think that somebody's out to get me. You actually had to have that fear and show that, hey, I think that I'm going to be attacked. You had to show proper cause to be able to exercise or hear the way that they say it, get a license to exercise or carry a concealed gun outside the home. The vote was 6-3 down party lines. Let's read the story. The vote broke down on party line 6-3 in the 135-page opinion with the majority opinion written by Justice Clarence Thomas. Thomas was joined in the majority by Justices Roberts, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett. The opinion discusses the New York state law that made it a crime to own a firearm without a license, whether that possession was inside the home or external to it, meaning that you couldn't even own a gun to protect your home. 
You had to prove that you feared for your life or had a reason to do so. The only way for New Yorkers to obtain an unrestricted permit was to prove that they had proper cause to do so. A person had to demonstrate, listen to this, demonstrate a special need for self-protection distinguishable from that of the general community, meaning that you had to go in and say, I want to exercise this right, but I have to prove myself to you before I can do that. Imagine if you had to do that to exercise any other right that is that is uh, listed in the Constitution of the Bill of Rights. Imagine that. If, if you wanted to say something that you would have to go to the government and get the, the freedom, the, the approval from the government to be able to say that, that before you could do that, that you would have to ask for permission to exercise a right. Is there any other right in the Constitution that you have to ask anyone to, for permission to exercise? The answer is no, you don't. So why would you have to do this one? Because Democrats are afraid of power. That's why. And a lot of these rhinos are afraid of power too. They want it. They don't want you to have it. And they know that if they make the wrong decision, that if you own firearms, that, well, you can come take them out of office. That's what scares them more than anything else. That, that scenario right there. The story continues. Two men, Brandon Koch, uh, Koch, I think that's right, Brandon Koch, and Robert Nash applied for these permits and had them denied. They were adult law-abiding New York residents who wanted to have the opportunity for self-defense. They were found by authorities not to have good enough reasons. Now, think about that. Yeah, yeah, we don't think you're scared enough. You need Somebody needs to shoot at you before we think you'll be scared enough. So, no, we're not going to give you the permit. Their reasons were not good enough for wanting to carry, and so their permits were denied. They brought suit. The two claimed that both their Second and Fourteenth Amendment rights had been violated by the denial. Thomas writes that New York's proper cause requirement violates the Fourteenth Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens who ordinary, with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their Second Amendment rights to keep and bear arms in public for self-defense. Quote, it is undisputed that the petitioners, Koch and Nash, Two ordinary law-abiding adult citizens are part of the people. That's in, uh, in quotes with inside the quotes. Whom the Second Amendment protects, Thomas said further, citing Heller. And no party disputes that handguns are weapons in common use today for self-defense, he wrote. The court was literally, I'm sorry, the court has little difficulty concluding that the plain text of the Second Amendment protects Koch and, Koch's and Nash's proposed course of conduct Conduct carrying handguns. Now, this is hard to read. <laughs> carrying handguns publicly for self-defense. Nothing in the Second Amendment's text draws a home public distinction with respect to the right to keep and bear arms. And the definition of bear naturally encompassed public carry. Moreover, the Second Amendment guarantees an individual right to possess and carry weapons in case of confrontation. And confrontation can certainly take place outside the home. End quote. Now, Think about that for a moment. The court had to tell legislators in the state of New York, you don't have the right to do this. You don't have the right to take away their right. And you don't have a right to put stipulations on when and where they can carry that, that weapon. Why? Because the goddamn Constitution says shall not be infringed. When the fuck are you guys going to understand that? Shall not be infringed. It's a God-given right. It's not your right to take it from me. Ever. When are you going to get that? When are you going to understand that you don't have the right to do that? You don't have the right to fuck with that amendment. You don't have the right to fuck with any of them. 
The Bill of Rights is in stone. It is not a piece of paper that you can change. You can't erase the one word or the two words. And you can't go in and fancy it up with legal talk and try to take my fucking guns. Why? Because our founding fathers knew that if you took my guns, all the other rights are open for the taking. It doesn't take a genius to understand this. Obviously, it takes somebody smarter than a Democrat, but it does not take a genius to understand this. These men had not been on a bad hunting party. They had not gone out hunting and said, you know what? We enjoy doing this so much that we should, in, we should include this into the Constitution so that any person could go hunting at any time they want. That's why they said you should have a well-regulated hunting party. Isn't that what the Constitution says? A well-regulated hunting party. If you have a well-regulated hunting party, then, then that's all you need in this country. That's what you need, a well-regulated hunting party, party uh, because it's all about hunting. It's all about hunting. That's what the left wants you to believe. But these men had just come out of fighting. They'd killed other men. They had used their weapons to defend their homes against the British. Just like we're sending arms right now to Ukraine to defend the Ukrainians, supposedly, against the Russians, right? That's what we're being told. Do you believe it? Now, think about this. If Ukrainians had a Second Amendment... They wouldn't need American guns. They wouldn't need American dollars to, 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 to protect them. Do you think that China or Russia or anybody else is going to attack this country? Do you think they're going to do anything uh, typical? They cannot do traditional warfare in this country because we have the largest standing army and just the American citizens. There's over 400 million guns in this country. That's enough for every fighting man to have two guns in each hand. No, not, not two guns. Four guns total. Two guns in every hand. Think about that. That's why, they want to, that's why they want to attack the Second Amendment. That's why they have to make the Constitution a piece of paper that can be changed. This information today coming from the Supreme Court is huge. Because what it's stating is, is that piece of paper is foundational to our freedoms. And the state doesn't have the right to come in and change that. These rights are ours, regardless of where you live, as long as you're on this soil. State of Nevada, state of California, state of New York, these states do not have the right to come in and take your rights. They don't. They never have. But they're Karens. That's what they do. All politicians, my belief, all politicians at some point become Karens. There are very few that aren't. There are very few that are really about getting rid of laws. Instead of passing more laws, everybody says we had to pass more laws. We had to pass more laws. Passing laws takes your freedom, people. Every time a law is passed, a little bit of your freedoms are pulled in, reined in. I go back to speed limits. Are the roads, are the roads safe? Yeah, they're safer today than they've ever been. The cars are safer than they've ever been. But driving is still dangerous. 65. Highway right outside my home here in Indianapolis has had a wreck on it every day for the last week. There was a fatality. They didn't shut the roads down. They didn't take anyone's cars. They didn't restrict anyone's licenses. Yes, you have to get a license to drive a car. You do. That's debatable as well, but we'll talk about that on another day. My point is, is that just because you have a license for something doesn't mean that you're going to operate it effectively. So all of these rules that you're trying to put in place to make people abide by the law is not going to happen. It just won't happen. 
There's speed limits everywhere, but yet everyone speeds. And then the people who don't speed and decide, you know what, I'm going to be the arbiter of speed on the highway. They're the dangerous ones because they slow down everybody else. So if you're in the left lane and you're sitting there and you won't let the guy pass because, well, I'm going to slow this down. I will be the police. There's no police around. I'll be the, you're a goddamn Karen. You're a Karen. It's not your responsibility to slow me down. It's not my responsibility to speed you up. It's not my responsibility to slow you down either. Not my job. But why, why do people think that they have to get in your business? Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to impose their will on you. That's what laws do. Here's where we are. The original laws, if you think about it, the original laws were don't kill someone. That's not nice. And, and, and don't steal from them, right, in any way, shape, or form. Don't, don't, don't beat them up and don't assault them sexually. Yeah, don't, don't do those four things. If you look at it, the basis of those four rules should be the basis for everything. Yeah, don't, 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 don't hurt him. But we've got, in some states, we've got 37 different, re 37 different ways of manslaughter. You've got all kinds of different thefts, all kinds of different names, all kinds of different penalties. Because Karen's came up with that. You see, the first one was, well, don't steal. Well, if they steal on a Sunday, is that worse? And if they steal on Sunday and call me a racial epitaph, is that something that, that I can get them even more for? Is that something I can do? You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? They just keep tacking the things on. So before you know it, you've got 20 charges on you, and all you did was cross the street. That's where we are today. Jaywalking is another example. Well, that's dangerous. You shouldn't jaywalk. We'll give you a ticket for it. If you jaywalk, you get a ticket. Okay. I jaywalked. I risked my own life. See, here's where we are, people. We've, 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 we're in a system now where, where laws are being made up to make up crimes where no one is affected. No one is harmed. Okay. If I jaywalk, who's harmed? If I speed, who's harmed? If I don't cause an accident, who's harmed? No one is. No one's harmed. But we're putting people in jail for, for things where no one was harmed. We're citing people. We're finding people where, where no one was harmed. Not a single thing happened. Now, people will say, well, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to advocate for white-collar crime. You know, no one was harmed. Did they steal? Did they steal from someone? Yeah, that's harm. You know, they should be punished for that. That's theft. That's one of the four original things, remember? You see, trying to put a different label on what it is is what affects the crime. That's why people think things are one thing is worse and one thing's not as bad. Is manslaughter any better than homicide? It is not. A person's still dead. But it's how they got there. It's what they did. And manslaughter, I think in my book, is that's like a hate crime. It's it's splitting hairs. Oh, he's dead. I didn't mean it. It was an accident. So instead of getting 20 years, I'll only get five because it was an accident. Well, if you can make it look like manslaughter, why not make it look like manslaughter all the time? You see my point? We've split hair so many times that the laws and the, the justice in this country is no longer there. We're seeing what Gascon is doing in L.A. when our prosecutors refuse to actually prosecute the four major crimes. Things that don't have any hairs being split. Crimes being committed by, by criminals with 30, 40 years of history of doing such things, and he's not charging them. Because, well, 
we're, we're going to make things equal. We're going to make things, you know, there's been a lot of racism in our country. And, 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 and Tony here, well, you know, he, he's been a victim of that. Okay. But what about his victims, the people he victimized personally? Does he have to pay for that? I, I understand that you, you want to make social justice. I get that. I understand that ideology fully. But what about the people he victimized or the people she victimized? Do, do they get the same care as you're caring for these? These people who you say have been victimized by racism and slavery, but they were, they were never slaves. They have the same opportunities as the successful people in their community. And they chose to go down a, a path of crime and you side with them. That tells you everything you need to know about the Democratic Party today. The Democratic Party, the Democratic Party in our country right now, sides with criminals, pedophiles. Well, let's look at Ghislaine Maxwell. We've got a lady who trafficked children. Got a lady who trafficked children. We know she trafficked children because it's in the court papers. That's what she was charged with is trafficking kids for sexual favors with the rich and elite. She she got kids from around the world, brought them to, to the rich and elite so that they could molest those children. She was an Uber driver for pedophiles. She was Uber Eats for pedophiles. That's what she did. Ghislaine Maxwell was Uber Eats for, <laughs> for pedophiles. And the pedophiles don't get charged. The people who actually did the crime, committed crimes against children, molested children, they don't get charged. We don't even get to know their names. Which means that they're still doing what they do. They're still doing what they want to do with children. They're still going out and molesting children. Because it's what they do. And they're rich and elite. And Ghislaine may be locked up, but they just found somebody else. They found another mule. They found another version of Uber Eats for, for pedophiles. Deliver me a child. That's what Ghislaine Maxwell was. Call it Uber Treats. That's the new thing. Uber Treats. Uber Treats is how you get kids if you're a pedophile. You just hire up Uber, I guess, right? Or Ghislaine Maxwell. This deal with the Supreme Court makes it clear. Our Constitution was written by men who understood the evil in other men's hearts and what they would do and what they would do for power and how they take that power. The, the guns of the day, the Pennsylvania long gun, the, the Kentucky long rifle, um, all of the weapons that were being produced at that time period were the AR-15s of their day, civilian-owned weapons that have the potential to kill. No, they weren't military-grade weapons, but they were the best weapons of the day. And they said, you have the right to carry these. You have the right to take these with you because these men that will hide pedophiles, that will subvert your rights, that will try to take your rights, the only thing that they fear more than your mouth and your word is the gun in your hand. And that's why, over the next few months, over the next few years, Democrats are going to work harder and harder and harder to take your guns away from you because they are aligned with a one-world government. They want to be ruled. Democrats want to be ruled. That's why, <laughs> that's why the liberals were the Tories of their day. They sided with the British crown. Nothing's changed. The ideology in this country hasn't changed. They've just been quiet. They waited until the rugged individualism of, a, of Americanism could be worn away a little at a time. 
to where now all we have is beta males crying with the females on, on how bad everyone's being treated. And they don't realize that it's their weakness that it's allowing that to happen. Weak men allow bad times. Bad times make strong men. Strong, strong men make good times. That's where we are in this country. We've allowed the weak and the spineless and the ballless to, to lead us too far for too long. And I'm going to be real honest with you. I think there's far too much feminism in politics. I think that there's far, far too much. The men are bad, and, and we, we, it's all women. It's women. Women are the only ones that can do this because we're the only. You, no, women are more evil than men are. And when I say that, don't get mad at me. It's a fact. How do I know? Because I didn't hang around men. In high school and college, all I hung around with was the women. That's all I hung around with. Women. For one simple reason. You know what the reason is. Because that's where all the pee is. Right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're all adults here. We can talk about it like this. But that's why I did it. And what I learned about women is that they are far more conniving than men ever are. Ever will be. Far more evil. So you put them in a position of power. And you see what happens. That the mean girl technique comes into play very quickly with some women. Not all women. You know who you are. And you know who they are. So when I say women, you know exactly who I'm talking about. A specific type of woman. The mean girl. And when you get a mean girl in power, it's no different than having a goddamn bully in power. But you can't say anything to a mean girl. You can't speak up because that makes you a sexist. You can't say that, that she's overstepping her power. That makes you a sexist. You see, that's where we've gotten in the country. That's why, that's why the Second Amendment is so important because what they've done with our language is they've bent our language around to where you can't say what you want to say because, well, you'll be a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe, a transphobe, a, a gayphobe, whatever you want to be, they will make you a phobe or an ist of some sort. That's why the Second Amendment is so important. Because the Second Amendment allows us to rein things back in. Now, we've only done it a few times in this country. And they won't teach you about those, those examples of when citizens took, took their communities into their own hands and said, you know what, we're done with you. Yes, in our, in our system, in the Constitution, we have the right to do just that. We have the right to remove our leaders at gunpoint as a last resort. And when we do that, it's our duty to do that. It's not just a right. It's our duty to step forward and right the wrongs of men who are tyrants. It's our duty. That's what we have to do. So again, this case in New York is huge. It is a huge case in that it opens it up and saying that these laws restricting your Second Amendment rights are unconstitutional and cannot bear the weight of scrutiny. And so they must be done away with. Now, the... Illinois legislator, legislature, the New York legislature, they're going to come back with new laws and they're going to try and redo it, but it won't work. The, the court has already said these are unconstitutional. The, the, the Second Amendment is the only right listed. In a, <laughs> it's the only right listed that says, do not fuck with this one. Democrats, I don't, I don't know how we can tell you this any more than we can. Shall not be infringed means do not fuck with this. We would write it differently today. It would be written differently today. But you see, these were men of honor. These were men who thought that they could write this down and say, these are the rules, and everybody would say, okay, you're right, that's fair. But those who want power know that they can't have it. They can't have true power. They can have representative power, like we have right now, but... 
they couldn't stay in office. If Trump had tried, if Trump had tried to stay in office, if he had refused to leave the presidency, guns would have taken him out, whether by the military, by the left, or by the right. Because if he had done that, that's a violation of the Constitution. And we have to take him out. Yeah, even Trump. My point is, is that those guns are there for a reason. The founders knew the evil that lies in the hearts of men. That's what they knew. And they knew that this document, as basic as it is, had the ability to rein that in, to control that to an extent. But it was going to take willpower from the people to step forward and also hold these men and women accountable. You ask what you can do? You ask what role you can play in what's happening next? First, prepare. You know that the, sh the shortages are coming. You know food shortages are coming. You know water shortages are coming. You know that it's, it's, on, the, it's on the horizon. You know that. That's the first thing you do is you prepare for that. If you own firearms, make sure that they're in working order. Make sure that your rounds are dry. Make sure that you've got plenty of what you need. Those are the first two things. The, second, uh, the third thing is this. You contact your, your current representative, starting at your local level. And you start hitting them up about what, they, what they're doing. And you get in their face, not just calling, not just emailing, showing up, going to their offices, holding them accountable. Find out who they are. You, you don't know. I mean, <laughs> we had a state rep that was living in our neighborhood, had no idea that he was living there. He never let anybody know in the neighborhood. But let them know who they are. So when you run into them in public, that you can have a conversation with them. When you see them in your grocery store, at the airport or whatever, you can give them a piece of your mind. Because you know what? That's what they're there for. They signed up for that. When you're telling them how great they are at a job, well, of course they like that. But they also signed up for the part where you show up and you say, I don't like what you're doing. And you have to do that. You have to show up in their face. That's why the people on the left protest so much. They know how it works. The conservatives, they, they, they don't like to protest. One time we did it. One time. January 6th. One time. Meanwhile, how many years have we seen cities burn because of the left? Stop listening to them and saying, well, what you did was wrong and it's the worst thing ever. Okay, whatever. Fuck you. I don't give it two shits. When I cost $2 billion in damage to a city, maybe, maybe you've got a point. The only people that died were, were killed at the, the hands of the state. The federal government killed Ashley Babbitt. The others that died, the, la the lady who died from asphyxiation and being crushed in the crowd, that was because of the state, because of the actions of the police. They continued to beat her dead body, her dead unconscious body. They, they continued to beat. It's on film. That's why you need the Second Amendment. That's why this, this issue today, um, again, I'll, I'll go over it one more time. The uh, Supreme Court strikes down New York's concealed carry restrictions. You no longer have to prove that you need a firearm. The right is yours, intrinsic to you because you are a U.S. citizen. If you're not a U.S. citizen, no, you don't have that right. In fact, you don't have any of the rights that we have as American citizens. If you're not an American citizen.
So that closes out the show today. I think this is big news. Um, if you if you want more information about what we're doing and so on, check out Kramer says we'll we'll be um, we'll be uh, adding more information here soon. Um, again, this is a a new a new thing that we're doing every day. Um, we sometimes it'll be several stories. Sometimes it'll be just one. Um, but it's the thoughts on what what's going on. This again, uh, I thought it was important enough to talk about this and break it down as to what it really means to the country. This is huge. The Supreme Court um, um, tearing down. They strike down the, the New York law that said that you had to prove why you needed a gun before you would be given a permit for a gun. And that's gone. So we'll see how they answer to that. I'm sure there'll be some kind of appeal to it. But at the Supreme Court level, there's, level, there's no appeal. Once it's there, it's done. They'll just try to come up with a new iteration of this uh, with a new law. So we'll have to go down this, this road again. But anyway, great news for the people of New York. If you have anything you want to hear in the show, hit me up at syndication at KramerSays.com. That's syndication at KramerSays, C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z.com. Uh, and in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about Kramer Says TV. Great news coming. We're really excited about it. If you want to be a part of it, and this is the big issue, if you want to be a part of it, everything up front is volunteer. We're building everything on a volunteer status as we as we build the system, um, but we're going to need graphic designers. We're going to need editors. We're going to need everything that you need to run a, a network, a TV network. We're going to need that up front, uh, and so we're starting that process, but we're really excited about it. I'm um, personally funding uh, everything um, as far as all the tech that we need to get this thing going, um, but if you're, a, if you're a reporter, if you're a... Um, if you're a grassroots reporter, if you're a citizen journalist, or if you're a reporter at a station and you're tired of what you're doing and you're wanting to do something more, if you're wanting to do in-depth about something in your community, that's what we're looking for. If you know that there's crime or you know that there's graft or you know there's, there's corruption in your community, that's what we want to know about. So if you're a reporter or a citizen journalist or you want to break into it, this is your opportunity. Uh, big chance to to grow with a brand that is um, that is taking off. We can't wait to, uh, to get this started. So if you or... Someone you know wants to be a reporter or is a reporter or wants to break into this field, this is your perfect opportunity. Hit me up at syndication at KramerSays.com. That does it for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.